And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Finally, there is a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling. Uh, I am your co-host, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. Uh, we are on the road, and I say we in a very real and literal sense, as uh, we are not joined by our regular co-host, the hair metal hero Chris Tyler, and my brother, Mr. Jay Giaconetti. No, I am heading on Interstate 77 northbound into Charlotte, the Queen City, uh, to go see New Japan USA New Beginning, the first New Japan show in the east coast of the United States. Very excited, and I am not alone. I am joined by my good friend and fellow indie wrestling um, enthusiast. enthusiast. I think that's a good term, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Joe Butler. Say hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Ah, yes. So normally we'd be going to a Ring of Honor show. This is very true. Normally we would be going to a Ring of Honor show. And, and Ring <laughs> of Honor, I love it. They say, oh, it's in Charlotte, Eric looks up to the mic. It's like, no, we're no, in Concord. Yeah, yeah. They, but nobody knows what Concord is right. other they, than people in Charlotte. They, they've stopped saying that, at least. They still, when they're in Duluth, they still say, we're in Atlanta. It's like, no, <laughs> that's Duluth. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't, I don't expect people from outside of the Carolinas and Georgia to really know these things. Uh, but no, tonight we are not going to Ring of Honor, we're going to New Japan. Which is freaking exciting as hell. It is. Because, I mean, this is, I think this whole run, like you said, is the first go-around. I think this is the second, because they had an event last night, didn't they? Or, uh, the, the event or last, is an event tomorrow? They have an event tomorrow I gotcha. in okay. uh, Nashville. Yeah. 
And so this is the first show on the East Coast. The Nashville show is the second show. Last night they were in LA. Oh, it's a shame my brother isn't still in Nashville. We could have done like a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we would have swung that. But, no. You know. Well, and the you know the, the cool thing is I I want to say that prior to this tour they had done either two or three shows in the U.S. and all of them were on the West Coast. Obviously, yeah, yeah. makes a lot more sense for New Japan to come in and be on the West Coast. Right, with the dojo out there. Out yep. There. And and that's and that's kind of what we're seeing here. So this uh, this is a big deal. What's interesting is this is at the Grady Cole Center. Yes, which I believe is at Piedmont Community College. I believe that's right. And I I don't know that I I've, I know I've never been. To the I, Grady I've never Cole been Center. there. What I've read of reviews that apparently it is like a fantastic venue though to watch fights just because of the way the layout is. Excellent. So I, I'm I know because the tickets sold out almost instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah, like uh, so when uh, one of my friends got them for us. Uh, we got the balcony seats, but I think we're gonna have a great view. Oh, yeah, I think I, I think we'll be good. Getting up high is never really a problem. No, in a wrestling no, show. absolutely not. Yeah, the, what with that sellout, I want to say tickets were supposed to go on sale at like noon Eastern, something they, like that. They actually went on sale at like nine. They went on sale early or something because I remember there's a lot of people online were uh, vetching about the fact that they they had a hard time getting tickets, but but your friend secured us seats, so we are we are good to go on that front. Um, I, I think it's. I just think it's great that New Japan, who had such a long relationship with, going back even like the NWA and like Jim Crockett and WCW, was doing a show in Charlotte. Right. You know, such a classic, you know, WCW Mid South sort of stronghold. And never would I have said as a kid growing up watching shows like. WCW think that I would have and I only ever heard of New Japan right I've never really followed it as a kid growing up watching I hear guys oh you know he just spent a tour in Japan wrestling with the New Japan I'm like okay that's cool and now that we're actually as adults getting to see this opportunity is freaking amazing I I am I am real excited now I've got the card here yes and um (coughs) what's now the the, there was there was some stuff online that there's actually only one Yes. Native Japanese wrestler on the card. Yep. And I, I can understand why people were disappointed by that, but I'm not really surprised. No. Considering the boot, I, I, what is it? There's there, um, there's two things that influenced it. One was the other show that's in Japan. Right. Which I don't remember the name right yes. now. Yes. There's a big there's a big show coming up next week in Japan. So a lot of the bigger name guys were not traveling on this tour, right. West Coast or East Coast. And then some of the other guys who they would have liked to have had, they just couldn't get the visas through fast enough. Right. Yes. As we're recording this, we just came out of the government shutdown. Yep. And there apparently was some issue with work visas. Uh, you know, you do what you got to do. Now, that said, this is a pretty darn good lineup here. Yeah, I got, because half of these guys have worked with New Japan for a very long time. Right. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot of the gaijin. Yep. But it's but it's that it's a nice mix of guys that we know here on the East Coast because of their work with Ring of Honor, and guys that I know, like I know, but haven't seen that much of. Woo, Marty Scurll. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> your boy, your boy, yeah, your boy, the villain, Marty Scurll. And uh, and his partner in uh, Villain Enterprises, Brady Lee. Yep. They are taking on two Ring of Honor boys, Jeff Cobb, uh, Samoa Joe 2.0. Uh, yeah, yeah, ROH, actually. Yeah, the ROH World Television <laughs> Champion, Jeff Cobb, and uh, the Octopus, Jonathan Gresham, who is like the Black Dean Malenko. I never really thought. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. had this conversation. Yes, because he, looked, I mean, he even right. has like Dean's haircut and stuff. And, <laughs> He really is like Dean Malenko, and that—that's—that's that's not faint praise. That should be—that should be no, great. That's a great praise because I remember watching them. Uh, was it last year's Ring of Honor? Yeah, he, he fought Jay Lethal, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, I think he did. It was a very technical. I was like, it was this this guy. Yeah, I can see the uh, I can see the resemblance. Well, you've got you've got such a this I think should be an interesting match because you've got four guys with such different styles. You've got 
Jeff Cobb, who's a big pick you up and slam you down type of guy. Um, Gresham, who's the 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 hooker. He's a technical guy who gets you in holds and all that. Marty, I mean, I didn't realize Marty Marty weighed in on Ring of Honor this week at 195 pounds. So you got he's a little dude, you he know. Is. Yeah. I mean, so Marty's the real light guy, and then you got um, you got Brody. Who he's he's like he's a big guy. He's like a necro butcher size, but he's yeah. so agile. Yeah. So it should be it should be that should be a really good matchup. I'm yes. hoping that the third member of Villain Enterprises, uh, PCO, the French Frankenstein, <laughs> who is bananas crazy. I hope he shows up. He's not on the card, but but we'll see. So that that should be good. Um, couple. I was gonna say there's quite a few tag matches tonight. Yeah, there's, there's yeah we've got we've got uh, three tag matches on the card here. There's another another tag match. Some interesting uh, interesting names here. Colt Cabana. <laughs> Good times, great memories. Is uh, teaming up with John Schuyler, who I think is a dojo guy. They're taking on uh, Lance Archer, who you might know as Lance Hoyt from back in TNA, or Vance Archer when he was in WWE. Yep. Now they've kind of mashed them together into Lance Archer and Shane Taylor, who is another Ring of Honor guy that we know. Yep. Uh, Shane Taylor is a very frightening, frightening man. <laughs> that's yeah, that's not that's not inaccurate in any way. Always, <laughs> always great to see Colt Cabana. Good times, great Good memories. Times. Good times. <laughs> uh, so very happy to see uh, Colt Cabana get in there. That should be good. Um, we also get. Uh, now, uh, Alex Coughlin is taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr., aka D.H. Smith. Which is, I'm actually very excited to see that. Because yes. I don't remember if I've actually seen uh, Davy wrestle. I've not seen Davy Boy Smith Jr. wrestle in person. I've seen him on TV plenty of times. As he's gotten older, it's uncanny. He looks more like his dad. It's it's really a little odd, but very very good worker, good guy. Cool. And uh, so that, that, should be, that should be a good match as well. Uh, our other tag match... This one had a lot of people talking. The boys in the back are talking. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the, boys, really? the boys are talking. Oh, really? Um, this is Chaos versus Lifeblood. Chaos, a big stable in New Japan, been around for a long time. They've started out as a heel stable, have slowly kind of turned babyface with the emergence of like Bullet Club and mm -hmm. uh, Los Eager Nobles and some of the others. So that is the uh, the two American members of Chaos, Chucky e. T, aka Chuck Taylor, mm -hmm. and Rocky Romero. Yes. Okay. So uh, Chucky e. T, of course, one half of the best friends uh, from Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, but Chucky e. T and Rocky Romero, uh, both great workers. I've seen them, them them go many times. They're taking on Lifeblood. Lifeblood is the new group that's in ROH. So we got David Finley, the son of uh, Dave Finley, Fit Finley. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, and, and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. So uh, they, um, the, the leader of Lifeblood is later on this card. That's Juice Robinson. He had a promo a few weeks ago on Ring of Honor. It really seems like they are pushing Juice and Lifeblood as being kind of a big deal in Ring of Honor for this year. Uh, Ring of Honor is kind of in a weird place because they lost Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yep. They lost the Young Bucks. They lost Hangman Page. Um, they, uh, uh, they've lost... SoCal Uncensored, so that's... Uh, oh, they lost them too? Yes, that, that's the thing is that, I mean, uh, Will, um, uh, Daniels has been on TV a little bit, but Scorpio Sky and uh, Frankie Kazarian have not been on TV, and this, so I don't believe they're coming back. So ROH has had a fairly big talent exodus. That's some of the, that's some of the chatter you see is like, okay, why is the, the belt on... Uh, Jay Lethal because Jay Lethal is a known commodity and you, you know he's not going anywhere. Right. Why are the tag belts on the Briscoes? Because they're not going oh, anywhere. Yeah. Jeff Cobb's a young guy. They got him under contract. So uh, the Kingdom are the six-man techs. They're yeah. not going anywhere right, right now. So they're in kind of a transitional 
phase at the moment because after you know the the elite were such a big deal for yes. Ring of Honor in 2018, and I mean hell we, we saw them. Yeah, that I mean was... that, they filmed part of being the elite at the <laughs> show we were at. And we got to see them and all that. <laughs> oh God, that was a hell of a that was a hell of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Alvaro Levine quite interpreted that way. Uh, the villain is a multi-talented man. He is. Actually, I don't know that you saw this, but you know who worked a program with Marty Skrull, with the villain Marty Skrull, kind of over the summer? No. The Hurricane. You serious? It was hero versus villain <laughs> in Ring of Honor. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. You can't. You couldn't have write, written that on purpose. That's, that's well, fantastic. I mean, they kind of did, but there well, you go. Did, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> the opportunity, it's there. They, it's, I'm glad they capitalized. Right. Really so important. so that, that should be good. I mean... Having a lot of tag matches, not uncommon in a Japanese show. Mm. Tag matches get a little bit, I, I don't know, they, they, they're they still treated with more respect in Japan than they are more here in the U.S., at least on the top flight level. I see. Um, you know, on on, our, on an indie show, you get a lot of tag matches usually because it gets guys on the show. Guys right. get a payday. Right. Um, on the, the top shows on WWE, they don't always like to focus on tag teams. I You know, I, part of it is, I've always figured, you know, they don't want to market a tag team. They want to market a singles guy, you know, so... You know, do you, do you market the revival or do you market, you know, two separate guys? You gotcha. know, but I, I don't. I mean, that's just speculation on my part. But I mean, what what is talking about progressing except a lot of innuendo and speculation? <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, well, there's definitely speculation. Yes, yeah. we have a lot of circumstance and hearsay. Those are kinds, kinds of, of evidence. evidence. Yeah. And then uh, main event is Trent Beretta, former. Um, well, Beretta is, like I said, he's Chucky e. T's uh, partner and the best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to tag with Kalen Croft back in the WWE ECW days. That's a lot of people. That's where I first introduced to Trent Beretta. He's taking on Juice Robinson uh, for the IWGP United States title, which Juice recently uh, recently won. So, that say, so be, this is his first title defense. I though. believe it is his first title defense. Oh, this would be exciting. That should be a lot of fun. Juice Robinson, if you haven't seen him, is uh, a younger guy. Uh, but moves really good in the ring. I've seen him a few times in Ring of Honor. I've seen him a few times at New Japan shows. Uh, he just beat Cody Rhodes at Wrestle Kingdom a few months back. Uh, that was a, a quite a quite an entertaining match. Typical kind of Cody Rhodes match. I love Cody Rhodes because his matches are throwbacks. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, because Brandy gets involved yep. and all that. And so the, the, the hard line, you know... Uh, 17 and three quarter stars crowd, you know, they, they, they shit on it, but I love it. It's old school stuff. And I love that ever since Brandy had the, the surgery on her, on her shoulder, she does the spear. It's the bionic spear now. <laughs> so she's spearing dudes with it. It's fantastic. Great. Oh man. And, and, um, yeah, so that, that should be a good, a great main event. But it's always good to get a title match for a main event. Uh, absolutely. And the fact that, you know, like you said, this is the first one here on the East coast yeah. here in the queen city getting a title match. I'm like, dude, we're honored. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love it. Now, it would not be a real indie wrestling show if two dudes did not go to it wearing black (laughs) t-shirts. And so we're almost there. We're not, believe it or not, we're actually breaking our own rule here right now. Because, Joe, why don't you tell them what you're sporting? I am wearing the Villain Club shirt because, of course, I'm a huge fan of Marty Skrull. And I picked up a better ROH show last year. So it's like, I got to wear it. And you've got got the version 2 with the gold. I do have the version 2 with the gold, which I think is a much classier version, which I feel is quite appropriate for the villain. It is. It's very villainous. Very, very well spoken. I am not wearing a black shirt, but in my defense, I am wearing a very dark navy blue. Which does look good for the style of uh, New Japan shirt you got. Yes, because I have the New Japan Lion Mark shirt with the 
American flag with the stars and stripes on it imprinted behind the lion. This shirt is beautiful. I, I rarely say, you know, things are perfect, but this really is kind of the perfect shirt for this show. I absolutely love it. Got it from Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com. They've got a lot of different versions of the Lion Mark shirt. So, and the, well, actually you can't get that Villain Club shirt anymore. Nope. It is now nope. out of print. <laughs> Come I'm, on. I'm quite, I'm quite excited. I know. I'm like, I have vintage now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've, uh, my, my American Nightmare shirt's in the same boat yeah, now. Yeah, Fantastic. Absolutely. My, actually... Um, the, the, here's a little peek behind the curtain, uh, folks. My recently, uh, they had uh, Processing Tees had their big holiday sale. Ordered some shirts, including this one, because I knew we were going to New Japan. Uh, my brother, our regular co-host, Mr. Jay Jackanetti, he said he sent me said get me get me a couple of the grab bag shirts because I just he just likes wearing wrestling shirts and he doesn't you know he'll wear whatever. It, and, and if it's an indie guy that nobody's heard of, all the better for Jay because then he'll go find out about him and like yeah he's pretty good. But uh, so Jay got. He got a shirt you would like. Oh, yeah? He got the old school Villain Enterprises shirt. Uh, and nice grab bag. Then he got the all-in shirt. Did he really? Yes. I'm like, <laughs> what? The hell? For like six bucks. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he also got the Bullet Club tank top because, you know, my brother wants to go around, oh, you know, yeah. got to get them guns out. <laughs> Don't want to tear the, sl the sleeves out. So... Uh, yeah, so I opened it up because he's like, well, let's make sure they look okay. It's like, dude, you hit the jackpot, man. Seriously. Man, that is, that is shoot. And unsurprisingly, all three shirts, black. But uh, <laughs> Again, <laughs> wrestling show. <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, I am wearing, I am wearing my, my comda.com Impact Wrestling cap that fans of, uh, of the show have heard about because my brother and I talked about this back when they were doing their free hats with Impact. I don't understand why Impact stopped partnering with Comda. It's a company that makes shirts, hats, mugs, and other things, and then they would sell them. <coughs> and they had, you know, they already had the infrastructure, and I don't know why. I mean, if I was, <coughs> it would, you know, uh, if I ever make a wrestling promotion, you know, third Tuesday of next week, that's what I'm, I'm going to partner with uh, with an outfit that makes promotion. Are you going to third Tuesday of next week? Third Tuesday of next week. Either that, or I'm going to steal my good friend Bob Hansen's classic, which was, uh, Oh, it was a uh, was a championship wrestling from Northern South Carolina and Southern North Carolina and parts of Georgia. That's what the. <laughs> Which, to be fair, when we go watch wrestling shows, that's kind of yeah. that's our brand that's right there. Right. We don't get too our... we don't get too north into North Carolina and not too south into South Carolina. We're no. right there. <laughs> right in that sweet and spot. And some parts of Georgia. In parts of Georgia that one time. I'll never forget that one show we went to, that one Ring oh of Honor TV taping in Georgia. The guy behind us in head-to-toe John Cena gear. Yep. And the two dudes, the two, the two good boys behind us in not at all camo. Mm -hmm. That boy better shut the hell up. <laughs> uh -huh. They waited all night for the Briscoes, and then they went bananas when, when Mark and Jay showed up, and they they went over, if I remember right. To be fair, the Briscoes really killed it that show. Oh, God. Briscoes, Briscoes always bring it. Yeah. That show had one of my favorite absolute favorite spots I've ever seen live. That was um, that was uh, uh, Bad Intentions. That was Kazarian and Daniels yep. were teaming with uh, Jay Lethal. So yes. Jay Lethal was a heel <laughs> and he was in the House of Truth. Yeah. And they were taking on yeah. Was it was Red Dragon and Hangman Page. It was. And they're doing the spot in the corner where Lethal shoots in, I think it was Page, and you know, uh, Daniels and Kazarian are grabbing them and doing the arm ringer yep. and doing the arm ringer. And um, 
Oh yeah, and then and then they switch it out. No, no, I'm sorry, wasn't it? It was Kazarian. It was Kazarian. Kazarian was doing it. Yeah, yeah. It was Kazarian. Kazarian swings him in, and then Lethal and Daniels give him the arm ringer in the corner, and then they switch it up and they throw Kazarian in, and they just, just keep, keep doing, doing it. it over and over. <laughs> and it's like you watch this, you're like, this can't actually be happening right now. And it's like, not only did they do it once, they did it a second they, time. And then, yeah, and then. <laughs> Uh, Fish and O'Reilly and Cage all come around and they're all looking at him and you see Lethal and Daniels <laughs> kind of looking at each other and they're still ringing Kaz's arm. It's like they, they're looking at him and they don't slow down or stop. They're like just doing it. I'm like, um, I it was. I don't think I've heard that much oh laughter in an entire wrestling crowd in one go. But remember, comedy has no place in professional wrestling. <laughs> comedy has no, no place, place in a none. serious... Serious show. Sport such as this. <laughs> no, no comedy. Can't. Unacceptable. Oh uh, god. That that was that was a crazy show. God. That that weren't they doing like the gun and knife show at this like uh, over the same weekend or something? Wasn't that in like the next building over? Yes, it was yeah, on the same the was... same compound. Of course, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Nothing will beat nothing will be one time we went to Ring of Honor in Concord. It's Pouring, absolutely pouring cats and oh dogs. Oh my god! And I was driving, and yep. uh, I never thought I wanted to run over cheerleaders so bad in my life. Yes, except a, a, a middle or high school cheerleading competition. competition. It's like the very end of Bring It On. It's kind of what it looked like, but it looked like that while during I don't know Hurricane Michael. Right. Say. It's yeah. A, I mean, it is a horrible torrential downpour. I'm like, where are your parents, and why are you running out in the street of traffic? It's like, I want to get to the wrestling show. Your part of the parking lot is in the way. Yes. Please stop running out in traffic. Water is wet. You will not melt. <laughs> it's fine. Or better yet, stay inside. Yeah, that was... That was... That I was, mean, you know, you got teenage girls running around, always, you know, the paragon of maturity. Yeah. You've got wrestling fans driving cars, all you, again, paragon of maturity. Dark night, pouring torrential rain. The only thing we're missing at this point is Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's just like there's a recipe here. I can see it, but it's not coming together. No, no. That nobody got run over. But seriously, that nobody got run yeah, over in that parking I lot. I mean, on the one hand, thankfully, yes, no one got hurt. But I did have the urge <laughs> because of the stupidity that I saw as girls jumped in front of Well, you know what they car. say? In the Carolinas, it's not so much the heat as the stupidity most of the time. Uh, the but we were in... It was February. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Even more so. Uh, I don't have anything else to come back with that. that no. That, I mean, what do, what do you say yeah, at that I mean, point? Really, at that point. I mean, it's February now, so it's all good. It's, uh, we're, we are living through another polar vortex. Apparently. Woo! Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's cold. It's cold. it's cold. It's cold, but next week it's going to be in the 70s. Uh, is it really? Then in South Carolina. I don't know about North Carolina. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, but that's how you go. All right, so folks, we are we're, uh, about 20 minutes away. We are dealing with some traffic right now. I know you're shocked. Shocked for those of you from the Carolinas that we are in traffic. In Charlotte, on, Charlotte at 6.30 in the evening on a Friday. It's shocking, I know. Nothing will beat that time we were coming to show. Remember they shut down 77? Uh, I was not happy about no. that. No. <laughs> yeah, like, remember the Maiden show where they're doing construction? Yes. And, and then there's 77 southbound. 85 connecting to 77 was actually closed, and we ended up going to Huntersville for a little bit until I could finally get an exit to turn around on. <laughs> 
that was that was something else coming back from there. And then, of course, it was the Maiden show, so we were strung out. Good oh my and god, dehydrated. Yes, well, that that was why we start instituted the Gatorades in the trunk. Yes, technique, which That's... we will be doing when we go to Maiden in the summer Woo -woo. with our buddy Kyle again. Yes, buddy Kyle, good guy Kyle, who. Uh, uh, I don't mind saying this because it's a God's honest truth and Kyle would agree with me. It's always amused me terribly that Kyle is the biggest Legend of Zelda fan I've ever met. True and he kind of looks like Link. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And I don't know if this is a heart be cart before the horse situation, chicken and egg scenario. You know, uh, maybe sometimes uh, a cigar is just a cigar, and sometimes you know a Triforce is just a Triforce. Some people are born for a row, others grow into it. It's I like mean, if you if you're named Jarvis, there's a good chance you might be a butler. It's uh, it's highly possible. I, I I have known, with this is a complete <laughs> shoot. When I was living in New York, I knew three different guys that were mechanics that primarily worked on British cars. All of them were named Nigel. <laughs> None of them knew each what, other. What are the odds? Apparently 100% because it happened. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Well, we are, like I said, we are dealing with some traffic. We're going to sign off. We will talk to you guys after the show. So come on back in a little bit for a little bit more of Get Back to the Wrestling. All right, we are back on Get Back to the Wrestling. We have, oh, I don't know, about half an hour ago, gotten out of the New Japan show. We have gotten managed, despite the best efforts of downtown Charlotte, to get ourselves back <laughs> on Interstate 77, heading southbound. And, uh, Joe, what's the verdict on New Japan? Holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Yes, it really was. This, this show was incredible. Um, we had a little bit of fun getting in. Uh, parking was a bit of a challenge. Yes, to say the least. Um, next time you're driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to park Joe's Charger in this parking lot was proving difficult. That or we just have to get there really freaking early. Yes. You made the point. We'll get there early and we'll walk someplace to eat. Um, once we got, once we got parked, and then we had to wait for Nissa and Courtney and Shane, who, uh, did not leave as early as us, apparently. Nope. And, and apparently uh, had to walk three blocks to get to the the show <laughs> well we're, we're we're on the huge line and we're pulling up past the call center and i, I glance out the window and i see a big line it's like, oh, there's a bunch of people over there it's like oh those people are wearing black t-shirts it's the call center that's where we're going so we stood in the huge line then we got to the front and just like oh okay i guess we gotta wait and we just stepped out and we were like the last people in the show i mean there might have been a few people yeah, after there us. were not many people not after many, us. We, no. we were one of the last ones in yeah, we got in about, about 10 minutes before bell time <laughs> Uh, but we got in. Actually, we were sitting on the lower level. I thought we would be uh, yeah. up top. Yeah, I did too. I thought, based on the, the the map, I thought we were going to be in the upper level in the front row. But it looked like we were on the uh, back row for the bottom level, which actually yes. worked out great. Yes, it did. We actually were sitting on bleachers, which at first was like, well, this might be interesting. But because we were on the bleachers, we were right by the back wall. So you, we could, even as tall as Joe is, yep. oh, we could just stand up. And not block the view of the people behind us, so Which you can stretch out. Which was great for the very little space that the bleachers accommodated <laughs> for individuals such as myself, who are six foot five. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But that we got in, we got situated. Yep. Good crowd. There was for a sellout. Uh, I think Missa made the comment. There was a fair number of empty seats, kind I, of in the upper levels. Yeah, there was. I, I don't. I don't know what that is about. Um, although I am kind of intrigued, what it would be like to get one of the seats on the upper level next time. Yeah. If, it, if it's not as crowded, maybe we could spread out. I don't know. It's. It's just a thought for the next show. Right. Yep. So um, there were seven cards on the show, um, or seven seven matches on the show. Easy for me to say. We ran through most of them uh, on the the first half. But first match was a Young Lions match. It was Clark Connors versus Carl Fredericks, two very well-built white dudes in black trunks. Yep. One was a lot more tan than the other. Yes. Yes. And uh, it was hard to tell who was working babyface, who was working heel, because they're Young Lions. Yep. And uh, uh, they were both there. But to, to say the least, they were both very technical. Yes. And they went to a 10-minute draw. Yeah. Kind of an interesting way to start the show, but I guess... Neither of them were going over as a young lion to yep. start the show. Yep. So, yep. Uh, no, but it was a good match. Good, got the crowd warmed up. Yep. And I, I've, this is something I kind of noticed throughout, and I made the comment to you right off the bat. We were, even though we were Americans, we were behaving like a Japanese crowd. This is very true. There were a couple outbursts here and there, but generally speaking, we were very different. Like the atmosphere was very different. It was like this is this is what a New Japan show is like. Yes, there was a lot of applause. Uh, not a lot of chanting or yelling, except when there was more, uh, I think, more of the guys that we'd know from, like, ROH or the yes, other indies. Yes, um, Normally, after an ROH show, we're both so hoarse, we'd never want to record a podcast. <laughs> but we can both talk, because we're doing a lot more, like I said, applauding than anything else. So, uh, But, again, I, th I thought that was a good opening match for two guys that, honestly, I've never seen before. Right. No, it was, it was a very good match. So, second match was called Boom Boom Cabana. Woo! The Matt Classic himself. And his partner, John Schuyler, they were taking on uh, one half of the Killer Elite team, Lance Archer and Shane Taylor. Uh, this match was, uh, well, Cabana always brings a lot of humor and energy to his matches. He does. It was very lighthearted, but still a serious match nonetheless. Because Archer kept turning it back. That Dear and, Lord, and yes. Archer and Taylor, two mean guys that really teamed up well together. Yes, they did. Poor Schuyler. Good God. Oh, God. He was playing Ricky Morton the entire match. Oof. And it's funny we we made we were talking about the show. Vance Archer, when he or Lance Archer back when he was Vance Archer was an average sized guy in WWE. He's a head taller than everybody else on this show. Pretty tonight. much, <laughs> it was impressive. Uh, he was a big, scary dude, and he lived up to the hype. Oh yeah, it was. He was. I mean, and he moves around good for a guy his size. Yeah, that was actually surprising. Although there was someone who was better, and we'll get to that later. Yes, yes, that's coming up. <laughs> Um, so the baby faces go over in this. Colt Cabana actually rolled up Shane Taylor uh, for the win. We did get to see some of classic Colt Cabana offense. We got to see yep. the the uh, Billy Goat's curse, yep, the reverse yep. Boston Crab, and um, we got to see uh, some big slams and stuff from from both Taylor and Archer. So yep. yeah, I like that. Again, a match that would not have been out of place on an ROH card. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Okay, our third match featured the U.S. debut of Great Oak Karn taking on Tracer X. What'd you think of Great O'Karn? That was uh, that was interesting. The gimmick, I, I don't know how well that was received here in the States. Like yeah. when, I, when he came out, I was like, holy crap, he's actually doing a Jane Shi? Really? Yeah. That's uh, not something I would have expected. I'm curious as to how well he goes over overseas. Right. Because I feel like that, that would be more uh, well-known. Right. Culturally, the Jane Shi yes. would be more known in Asia. Yes. So, uh, but I mean, for 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 a big guy for being an Asian guy, 
Yeah. Um, it was still he was still a pretty interesting match. Yeah. I, uh, I, I liked I liked his style. He lived up to the gimmick fairly well. He uh, when he had to move fast, he actually did. Right. Um. Not not as clean as some of the veterans that we've seen. No, you could tell he's a younger guy still. Yeah, that's from so. his 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 talent. You know, he was there was a lot of times that you could see they weren't as snug. Yeah, the move, the moves didn't quite connect right, but uh, all in all, still uh, a pretty good performance for his USD. Yeah, year. I liked it. I I like a gimmick like that. One of the things I've been reading about Great O'Karn kind of in the lead up to this show is that he's being given like this old school kind of 80s type of that's very true yeah, yeah and it's and his style was kind of 80s he did the big cross chop yep and i said it's like welcome to the 1980s yes here. uh tracer x he 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 got some moves off too in this uh he's a how did shane put it? he's like this is a flippy guy yeah he's a flippy, flippy guy, guy. Yeah. and uh and he, he makes it look easy yeah and uh you could see the size disparity between the two good lord what was that move that great okarn did with the claw yes because he's yeah great okarn comes out like I said he's like Joe said he's dressed as a Zhangxi and he's got a talisman hanging in front of his face he has tape on all of his fingernails to look like claws so he did like a like an iron claw like ch bomb like an iron claw into a choke slam basically right. it was his finisher right I wrote down claw bomb that's about the closest yeah. I could think I mean, of the was, top of my he head. did the claw bomb but right before that though he had grabbed oh, Tracer yeah. X and like wrapped him around his back and he it was almost like a submission move yeah and I, I didn't know how to describe it because I've never seen anyone do that with a claw. No, <laughs> he had him in a claw and then like wrapped, like you said, wrapped him around and like hooked, uh, 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 scissored his legs together and hooked him up. And uh, every, everyone kind of looked at it as like, I have not seen yeah. that before. That's like, that's new. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then Tracer X started struggling and he kind of broke loose and that's when he went straight to the claw bomb. Yes. Which, I, I, you know, I'm cool with that name. I can yeah. live the claw bomb. I'm sure he'll have some, uh, some he'll have a Japanese name or something, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, that, I, I, you know, a lot of people were kind of rough on it, but again, for a throwback gimmick, I, I was interested. I'm going to keep an eye on, on Great Okar and see if how he does as he moves up yep. uh, in, in the New Japan ranks here. Yep. So the fourth match, which if this was, if this if this show had an intermission, which it didn't, this would have been the last match before the intermission, right. I think. This uh, yeah, match, absolutely. Yeah, so this was our ROH match of <laughs> Jeff Cobb and Jonathan Gresham against Villain Enterprises, Marty Skrull and Brody Lee. Holy crap! Fucking favorite match of the night, which is... Which is, a, a, some people would argue with me on this because the main event was amazing. Yes. Um, and we'll get to that. But I absolutely love this matchup. Like, the, the, what was Shane's comment about Gresham? was like, this is the token Malenko. Token Malenko, I mean, yeah. the technical move, I mean, he is the smallest dude in that ring. Yeah, but tight. he is all over the place. When he and Marty squared off at the beginning. Yeah. Holy smokes. Right. It was really impressive. And uh, just reversal after reversal after to the point where the crowd's like, "We get it, yeah. <laughs> we get it." It's like guys, guys, Gresham and Villain are on a they're, they need a reboot. They're stuck in a loop, right? <laughs> and, and so back to my earlier comment about big guys moving. Oh my God, Brody! Yeah, holy crap! I don't think I've seen someone move like that except when we're talking about a cruiserweight division. Yeah. And Brody Lee is not a small man, not and he was all over that ring. And what what about the? I mean, hell, he jumped off the ropes and just just completely yeah. tackled him outside yeah. the ring. Yeah, like, did a Piscata right off the, over the top. Yeah, uh, I, there were there were multiple times during that match where I did not believe what I saw. Because yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, what am I doing wrong with yeah. my life? Because <laughs> I can't move like that. And and um, Shane made the comment that got for that he's got such long arms and legs. Yes. And so it makes things everything looks just a little bit different with him because of the length of his limbs. Yes, the guy the guy I, you don't want to call him lanky because he's freaking huge. Right. 
But uh, he does have long limbs. He's got a big wingspan, like a great there predatory he's got, he's got bird. A big, and the way he flew, you could use that analogy. And what's amazing is that Jeff Cobb had like the exact opposite physique because Cobb's got that kind of island body. Yeah, he's got that stocky uh, yeah. build. And, but uh, he was throwing people around. There was, absolutely. I mean, there was a couple of times that he ended up throwing both Lee and Gresham. Yep. And and then the the move that. I, I wish we had replay for. Oh my God! I where, can't even describe. Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean they've got. I, yeah. Because it was it was a, it was such a weird combo, and because again I don't know how to begin to describe it <laughs> because it it just one it was intricate it took a lot of coordination between him and Gresham and it went off flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, I guess I guess uh, Gresham kind of sunset flip, flipped Cobb. Uh, yeah. And, and Cobb was on his feet into uh, Lee. Yeah. And then, I, I, I said, I can't even describe it. It was just insane. We'll yeah. have to buy the DVD and see yeah, it for Yeah, I highly recommend it. That's, that's all I can say. It's like, and you may want to rewind it a couple of times, you know, because that, that, that took a minute to process. Oh, yeah, but... Villain was great in this. He snapped uh, Gresham's finger. Yep, yep. And uh, everybody got quiet. Everybody got quiet. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, man. And then the, so uh, Villain Enterprises goes over. Brody Lee hit, I'm not sure, I... I wrote a. It's it's like a it's like a power bomb pile driver. I, yes. I know it has a name, but I don't remember it. Uh, pinning Gresham. It's like that's just adding insult to injury. Doing it, it to it, the it smallest really guy in the match. But yeah, amazing match. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, my main takeaway from that is that you know um, there was a whole thing in in Ring of Honor where and Shane mentioned this to you that um, you know Marty, all your friends are dead. Yeah. Because right? all of the elite are gone except Marty Bull. I think Marty Scroll is going to be in for a good year if he's hanging out with the likes of Brody Lee and um, PCO, who wasn't here. But right. he's got some guys that if these are the guys he's going to be teaming with, he's going to have some good matches. I think Villain Enterprises is going to have a very enterprising year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next match, which uh, the guy next to me on the other side said, this is the match that if this would have been here for the intermission. Because our next match was Davey Boy Smith Jr., taking on Young Lion, Alice Coughlin. And, you know, so Davey Boy Smith Jr. comes out. I said it before, it's amazing how much he looks like his dad now, yes. especially when his dad had the short hair when he was doing his heel run in the 90s with, like, Shawn Michaels. Yep. Um, then Coughlin came out and was like, well, kid, been nice wouldn't been nice knowing you. Yeah, pretty much. Every, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, look, it's another Young Lion. He's dead. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly enough, he went toe-to-toe with Davey Boy. He I mean, had him, it was amazing. He had him tied up in a few submissions. Yep. He, he, you know, threw him a little bit. I mean, this was a back-and-forth match. The crowd was really getting into Coughlin on this. Yes, I, 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 I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to see what he did, can do, honestly, as the, he grows. And- yeah, my, my thought on this is that, okay, the other two young lines on the card, they fought each other. Yes. And then Coughlin got a match against an actual roster guy. So he's, I'm assuming that means he's a little bit either further along in his training or higher up kind of on the pecking order. Which, you know, it makes sense when you mentioned that. And and based on his performance tonight, I would say that he's, uh, he's very much in line to move on. Yeah. At this point. I could totally see him moving on and getting out of the, getting a gimmick and all that and and even got the you know the code of honor enforced with uh, yeah, Davy Boy after the did. match so absolutely and everyone did. was saying oh he's gonna turn on to trap and no Davy Boy shook his hand yeah uh killer elite squad it's like Vance Archer seems so much more angry than Davy Boy Smith Jr. No, nah, I like to think Davy Boy Smith Jr. kind of keeps the, the psycho in line. <laughs> I mean, it's like you got it's it's like you you I don't want to call him a rabid dog but I mean he does 
keep the guy semi in check. Yeah. Or it's a balance. We'll yes. say it's a balancing right. effect. We'll go with that. Said, and Lance Hedger is the American psycho. This it's is right very there. True. In his name, it's so. right there. So I mean, no one should really question that. <laughs> <laughs> the the sixth match, Chaos versus Lifeblood. This is team of Chucky e. T, Chuck Taylor, yep, and Rocky Romero, who got. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention this in the previous match, and then this match. Uh, Tiger Hattori. Yes, that Ooh. was a nice surprise. Because all of a sudden, it's like, is that Tiger Hattori? And it's like, yes, it is. The entire crowd lost their minds, the which as we should. Yes, the loudest <laughs> pop of the night went to Tiger Hattori far and away. Absolutely incredible to see him in there, and he don't take no guff. No, he did not. Tiger, he he he, he controls the ring. Yes, he did. Uh, but Tiger uh, ref this match also. So Chucky e. T and Rocky Romero, who got an amazing response. Yeah. People love Rocky Romero. I saw uh, two ladies as we were coming in wearing the pink, uh, pink ladies jacket that said Mrs. Romero on the back. <laughs> uh, they took on the team of Lifeblood, which was David Finley and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Yep. I really liked this match. This was a good match too, and uh, I really enjoyed the performance by Finley and by Romero. Of course, yeah. he always goes over. I think, but uh, yeah, you're right. This was a very entertaining match as well. And. Go ahead, Luke. All I was going to say is that it, what's interesting is I, I wanted to get a look at Finley and Williams because I've seen little bits and clips of them. I've never seen them in person. And they're both working in ROH as part of the Lifeblood group. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to their leader in, in the next match. So I really wanted to get an idea for these guys. If ROH is going to give them a big push, which it seems they are, they, they definitely were mixing it up well with two savvy vets with, yes. with Chuck and, uh, and Rocky. Yes. I mean, just back and forth spots. There was a lot of times where guys were laid out, and they were have you know um, we'd have the double team spots both ways. Yep. Uh, I I thought this was a really well executed and competitive match. The finish came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Where um, uh, Chucky e. T tapped out to I couldn't even see it because of the angle. Yeah. It, the, the Tracy angle, Williams tapped him out. Yeah. Yeah. The angle was weird for us, um, and uh, thankfully Tiger knows how to position himself around the ring, like the previous refs. I would always stand in the freaking corner directly in front of us and we couldn't see what was going on but in this case i have it happened so quick like yeah. he tapped out way faster than i was expecting him to yeah so i didn't even i didn't even see what it was i assume it's got to be i mean I, I i'm assuming it was like an arm bar or something up it top it, yeah it looked like that but it really the angle was hard to say exactly what it was and it was almost instant yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of, of these guys in, in Ring of Honor and New yeah. Japan going forward and and of course like I said uh, Chucky e. T and Rocky Romero those, those guys always turning good performances absolutely so that that was a really good match and um, our final match our main event Woo! IWGP United States Championship match champion Juice Robinson against Beretta Lifeblood versus Chaos once again <sighs> tore it down what they they went oh, i'd God. say about 27 minutes i think that's so. what i think that's what they said it was about 27 minutes that match was insane i'm fairly certain i thought juice was dead yeah honestly i mean the the pow driver into the ring onto the concrete i yeah. mean i don't even know what happened but the man shouldn't have a neck right no, now no nothing good comes when you're on the and that was the third time that he had some kind of pow driver yeah. that was related to the outside of the right because he got the tornado ddt outside yep. and then yeah yep. he got yeah so yeah but back and forth couple of times we got juice doing his big series of punches yes. loading up the left hand of god and he hit him like i think three times with the yeah, left hand I think of god three times. he had i think he had about three misses yeah uh but he did connect three times and they and beretta kept coming oh yeah i mean oh my god and beretta i mean here's the thing beretta hit the dude buster 
Yeah. In the middle of the ring, and there's this, <gasps> and then, oh, uh, because it's like nobody kicks out of the Dude Buster. Yeah. And and sure enough, Juice Robinson tonight, the Dude Buster was not enough. I mean, he hit the Hulk breaker. He hit it once, got a two count, went for it a second time, got thrown off, and and that was what led into that Dude Buster. The, the number of almost three counts in that match alone, I, I frankly stopped counting. Yeah. It was getting insane. It's like, how are they still going? Why isn't one of them dead? I mean, there was one where um, uh, Beretta got him into a small package and rolled him up, and yeah. I swear to God, that was three. It looked yeah, way close. Yeah, it was close. I it mean, that's close. like that. It's like in Fire Pro Wrestling Returns when it's a 2.9. <laughs> That's a real thing, by the way. It actually says 1, 2, 2.9. But... Get old Fire Pro. Yeah, oh, Fire Pro. I, I'm, I'm looking at Juice like, can I make him in Fire Pro? He hit, uh, hit a couple of cannonballs. He, he did. He yeah. did. Uh, although one of the funnier moments, which I think was a fan highlight for the lady in front row. Oh, yes! Was uh, when Juice got, uh, how would you say, draped over the, yeah. the steel rail? Draped over the rail and, with um, his with his head pointed towards, towards the, the ring and, and his, his rear end. his rear pointed straight at the fan. Uh, lady in pink shirt approves yep. of, this, of this move. She was able to squeeze the juice. <laughs> she was. We were all waiting for it. We were. And then there it was. But Juice Robinson, successful defense with a with a, a Hulk breaker right in the oh, middle of the ring. Oh, God, that was crazy. And pinned him, that, and just crazy. And, I mean, this this was the match that, of all the matches on the card, the Villain Enterprises match was similar, that we were, it was, we were, re the crowd was real. There was a yes. lot of chanting, a lot of screaming. This was much more of an American-style match. Very true. With two Americans fighting for the U.S. title, so I guess that makes sense. Yes. Great match. Absolutely yeah, I, amazing. Absolutely. I, I will not take away from this being a main event because it was truly fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and grueling is all hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, a legit New Japan style. Yeah, yeah. Strong style. You know, just, just wailing on each other. Yeah, absolutely. Back and forth in this match. Absolutely fantastic main event. After the main event, uh, the Juice got on the mic, thanked us all for coming out, apologized for the visa issues and all that, which I thought was was really nice to kind of address it head on. Yep. Uh, there was an F Trump chant start, <laughs> chant that started. I don't know. In North Carolina, that's about a 50-50. Well, actually, it's probably a little bit more 60-40 uh, being the fact we were in Charlotte. True. I, Absolutely. I would say that's more... And wrestling fans, I've tended tend to, to lean yeah. the other way, but considering we were in Charlotte, I wasn't... Yeah. I'm but gonna... I got to give Juice credit. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to get me in trouble. You guys said it, not me. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he, did. He, did. He, did. he did keep it... I will say this. He did keep it classy. Yeah. He did keep it classy. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more Juice Robinson in, in Ring of Honor in New Japan as well going forward this year for sure. And Trent Beretta. I mean, for a guy that was, he was one half of the Dude Busters back in like Florida Championship and yeah. ECW, WWE ECW, really has, has come into his own as both a singles and a tag competitor on a, a higher level, I think, than he was doing back then yep. when he was working. He was a smaller guy working on set on the, on the B shows. Now he's main eventing New Japan shows here in the States. So yeah, that's and, something and, that, he, and he's solid. Like it was, oh yeah. it was a, there was, it was a, as grueling of a match as it was, most everything connected properly. Yeah, very, I, I, very, I, very clean. I yeah. think it was only until the very end when the two guys were honestly beat to all hell yeah. that it started to get hard for them to do the moves because, yeah. holy crap, they were freaking beaten and tired. Yep, absolutely. Uh, at one point at, at that kind of end sequence, uh, Juice hit the left hand of God, and they literally rocky tooted it where they all yes. fell together. Yeah, they were both, yeah. I was like, <laughs> is this, so how are we going to do this? Yeah. I was, 
Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, and then they promised to come back. They said next time they come back, they're going to bring as many bring as many Japanese, Japanese guys as they can. can. But, um, you know, I guess we talked about this. I was excited for this show just from the lineup. This show delivered. This was this show was amazing. Yes, and, it's you know, I had as much fun as I would any ROH show, but the atmosphere was very different. It really and, was. And I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it completely. The, I uh, I like not having a hoarse voice. Yes, <laughs> it, it it definitely was a different experience. This is this is different than any other wrestling show I've ever been to. You know, ECW, WWE, Ring of Honor, uh, indie shows, all that. This this is completely different feel. I really enjoyed it. I, I cannot wait for New Japan to come back. Hopefully, they'll be back here next year for uh, some more East Coast shows. And I think there's a lot to potentially see coming from New Japan, especially based on the performance of the Young Lions. Team. Yeah. So. So it, like I said, New Japan's in, I said this on the first half, New Japan's in kind of a similar position to Ring of Honor because they also lost the Elite. Yes, yeah, that's so, true. So they're going to need to replace those guys. So if there's some young guys that you can start pushing into spots, then, you know, maybe they can fill spots on the lower part of the card. Yep. If you've got guys that are not going on the top. So, they're you know, or, or push guys that are currently on the bottom up to the middle or higher up. So, right. you know, that, that's the thing. Having, and that's always been one of New Japan's... Uh, and now WD does the same thing with their uh, development center. Having your own training, you can train guys the way you want them. Yes. And you can have them work your style and fit them in and bring them up the right way. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing this now. You just watch, just watch the Raw after WrestleMania, what NXT guys are coming up. And all the fans are so excited because they've been with these guys from the beginning. Yeah, kind of thing. So, that's very true. So um, we are here at QT for our traditional post-independent wrestling show uh what would you call this? Uh, Repast. There you go. We'll go with that. <laughs> We're classy here on Get Back to the Wrestling. <laughs> we are classy. Because QT is awesome. That's all I got to say. Yeah, if you, you suckers that don't live in the Carolinas don't have a QT, I'm sorry. Spinks yeah. don't compare to yeah, QT. No, man. it's not the same. It's uh, not the same. <laughs> but but we, we are going to sign off. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can check us out on social media. Get Back to the Wrestling group on Facebook at GBTTW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us. Use the hashtags Get Back to the Wrestling, hashtag N1C, hashtag N1C Mafia. We'd love to hear from you. Whoop, Where are any of you guys at? Whoop, whoop. Where are any of you guys <laughs> at the show? If you were at the show, tweet at us. Hit us up on Facebook. Email us. Get back to the wrestling at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Joe, any final words? Man, go. If you have a chance, go to a New Japan show. That's all I got. Yeah, I hear it, man. All right, we'll take you later. Until next time, the only thing that's for sure is that nothing's for sure. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? S Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle Ron? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends stars ever in this. God! And your teeth are just too tight too, Billy! And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward! Will you stop?